Wake up with Sophie and Jeff. Weekday mornings on Ottawa's Pure Country 94. You yes. ready for this? Oh, I'm very ready. What? Jeff's three things. Jeff is on vacation, so I'm taking care of Jeff's three things. Let's start with, of course, Canada Day celebrations and the long weekend in Ottawa, where tens of thousands of people are expected to visit downtown and, of course, LeBreton Flats for over the next few days. So we've got a whole bunch of stuff happening, including increased police presence. Remaining in place throughout the weekend. That's according to Ottawa Police Interim Chief Steve Bell. So here are a couple of things to expect if you are planning on going downtown to celebrate Canada's 155th birthday, all right? Visitors to Parliament Hill are going to need to pass through a security checkpoint and be searched by Parliamentary Protective Service officers. A sign on the fence along Wellington says several items are restricted. So if you want to go in to do the touristy thing... No tables, speakers, barbecues, aerosols, weapons, fireworks, and or sporting equipment. They've got a motor vehicle control zone, which remains in effect around the Parliament buildings downtown near Le Breton Flats. And then it stretches uh, on the outskirts of that. That is uh, in place for the protests. And Ottawa City Hall and underground municipal parking facilities will all be closed on the weekend. You can find this and more details about what's open and closed on the Pure Country website at purecountry94.ca, okay? It's also up on our socials. Thing two. (laughs) This might be the dumbest publicity stunt of the summer so far, but hey, here we are talking about it, so uh, it must have worked at some point because Arby's and Old Spice teamed up for a limited edition meat sweat defense kit. They announced it yesterday, and guess what? It immediately sold out. If you don't know what would be inside a meat sweat defense kit, like most of us, for $60, you get a $15 Arby's gift card, two cans of deodorant, a sweatband, gym towel, and one very stylish sweatsuit covered in pictures of deli meat. Of course, people were all over this. It's super Instagram worthy. Comes in a box uh, that is defined as uh, the meat sweats. Yeah, and uh, I guess what that means is if you've eaten too much meat and you start your body starts sweating after like quantities of massive quantities of meat is the real thing. It happens. Um, then you might want to get in on this if they ever do it again. Um, it's done. It does sounds like something you want because people are selling them on eBay for about 250 bucks. So if you're looking for a meat sweat defense kit, you're going to have to fight for it. And thing three Oh, another dumb TikTok trend this summer, digging massive holes at the beach. You know, you're having that nice romantic evening stroll and all of a sudden, wham, one of you's gone. It's getting risky out there. Officials in Florida have been finding giant holes dug in the middle of beaches and they think it's connected to this dumb TikTok trend where basically you film yourself digging a hole in the sand as deep as you can and that's it. That's the challenge. It's getting lamer and lamer, people. Uh, Some of the holes, though, are so massive, like five feet deep and five feet wide, that it's become a safety hazard. People can really hurt themselves falling into these holes. Apparently, uh, there is a major problem with this in Sanibel Island off the coast of Fort Myers, where one senior almost fell in. Like, this is a serious thing. I remember being on the beach with my family, and when when we dug a hole and went back to the cottage... At night, and we were done with our beach day, my parents always said, make sure you fill the holes back up because people walk up and down the beach and they can hurt themselves. Uh, It's a real thing. In fact, a teen in New Jersey, I guess, died back in May doing it. And there's also a concern about sea turtles wandering into the holes and not being able to get back out. So 
PSA, if you're going to be digging any stupid giant holes on a beach this summer, make sure the least you do is fill them back in. And if you don't, we'll have to bury you in it. That's what you need to know. Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. I want to thank Tennille Towns again for popping into Ottawa's Pure Country 94 and doing some of the morning show with me yesterday. She was here and she co-hosted with me in the 9 o'clock hour. It was super fun to have her. Uh, Jeff is on vacation this week, so it actually worked out perfectly. And Tennille Towns is in town for Canada Day celebrations in Ottawa. She's going to be performing in the afternoon tomorrow at La Breton Flats, so make sure you catch her. And we also played her new song with Greenland, Shared Walls, for the first time ever. Ever on the radio. It was the first time she heard it on the radio, which was also a really cool experience. So wanted to thank Tanil again for popping in. And if you want to see any of the pictures, you can check them out on socials. Uh, again, check her out on Canada Day. And it's confusing because tomorrow is Friday, but it's a holiday. So today feels like Friday. So you want to say today's Friday, but tomorrow's Friday. Today's Thursday, tomorrow's Friday. And that's when Tanil will be on stage at La Breton Flats. Did you get all that? Okay, good. You can always find uh, everything that's going on Canada Day up at purecountry94.ca. On the way, going to tell you why Morgan Wallen says he's the happiest he's ever been right now. Selfie and Jeff. The podcast. We just heard the new song from Ernest featuring Morgan Wallen. It's called Flower Shops. Now, Ernest has an interesting story. He is born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. When he was 19 years old, he suffered like a, a major heart attack and ended up getting, I guess, addicted to painkillers, went through this really, really bad dark time. Somehow managed to get himself out of it, started writing music, and then some of his songs got picked up by big artists like Morgan Wallen, Sam Hunt, Florida Georgian Line, and uh, and then he eventually got signed to the record label of those same artists, and now he's doing music with Morgan Wallen, which is very, very cool. Speaking of which, Morgan's life the past couple of years has been eventful, to say the least. But in a recent interview, he opened up about all of it, and on the bright side of things... He's okay now, all right? The low point was obviously during the racial slur controversy. Controversy, He says, uh, I got pr- things got pretty dark. I'm a resilient person, and I'm a pretty happy person in general, but that was a very difficult time. We tried to keep my sights set on better things. I felt if we just stayed true to who I knew I really was, we would come out all right. Uh, and he says with Flying Colors that he's selling albums and concert tickets while making time to focus on the important things like family. He says, I think I'm happy happier than I have ever been. I've had a lot of success, which doesn't hurt when it comes to that. And I'm in a really good place mentally. I've got my little boy Indigo. I've got my family. Everything is good right now. And he says gratitude is at the top of his vocabulary. That interview was with Sirius XM's The Highway. Uh, Morgan Wallen is on the iHeartRadio Pure Country Countdown this weekend, so you can catch him there. Selfie and Jeff, the podcast. Just heard from Miranda Lambert and coming up a little bit later this morning going to talk about her mom who has survived breast cancer, which is pretty cool. And the fact that she is on the latest cover of People magazine, Miranda talks a little bit about uh, some of the lessons she's learned in life and the person that she has become at this stage in life, and a lot of it has to do uh, with the people around her, including her husband. So that's coming up in uh, Jeff's Three Things, actually, after 8 o'clock. But coming up in the next couple of minutes, going to tell you why summer holidays are really bad for your phone and why you need to pay extra attention this long weekend. Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. 
Summer can be very dangerous for your phone. Why? I'm about to tell you, okay? A company that repairs broken and waterlogged phones went through their data and found there were 48% more phone accidents on summer holidays like long weekends, Canada Day, Memorial Day in the States, the 4th of July in the States, and Labor Day also. They say summer in general is the most dangerous time of the year for phones with more people uh, out and about. They've got 80% of jump-in-water-related phone issues, 10% bumps and cracked screens, and 65% increase in lost phones. You know, pushing your friend into a pool is super funny until they come out with all their stuff in their pockets. <laughs> so make sure you are putting all your electronics down before you even walk around a pool this summer. Uh, never assume the phone is waterproof. That is the first advice these phone companies say. Uh, we see stories about it all the time where you hear about phones at the bottom of lakes or whatever. I mean, if your phone gets a little bit wet, you can probably save it. But uh, salt or chlorine is the worst thing for your phone. Uh, add a contact info to your home screen take a screenshot of someone in your contacts and set it as your wallpaper so if you lose your phone whoever finds it can get in touch and they don't have to worry about trying to get into your phone they can actually see the contact on there uh, and also make sure that it's approved by the contact and get your cracked screen fixed it makes phones a lot more um susceptible to water damage and all the other stuff that goes into your phone. Oh, gosh, you don't even want to know. And just the humidity alone can seep in and slowly start causing issues. So if you have a crack in your phone, uh, you definitely want to get it fixed, especially during these dangerous Hey, this is Luke Combs. Ottawa's Pure Country 94 wants to send you to RBC Blues Fest, July 9th, featuring Luke Combs. Be caller 25 now at 750-9494. David, all right. David, why are you calling? I'm calling about the tickets to see Luke Combs. Okay, David. Have you had an opportunity to see Luke Combs play live yet? Never, and I'm dying to see him. All right, well, he is coming to RBC Blues Fest on July 9th, and you just want a pair of day passes. And it's the day of my birthday. Stop it. Yes. All right, David. Well, happy early birthday. Oh, thank you so much. That oh, my God. Our gift to you. We did that on purpose. You see, we planned the whole thing. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, happy Canada Day long weekend. Thank you. Useless question of the day with the morning pickup. Today's useless question is a tough one. I know I said that yesterday. I know, I know, I know. You're probably rolling your eyes like, no, it's not. I know all the useless question answers. But it's because of the way it's worded. It's very vague. Are you ready? Here we go. Only 18% of people would choose to be this. See? I told you. It's a tough one. Only 18% of people would choose to be this. I feel like I'm going to have to give you a hint, and I have been working on one for the last few minutes just to make sure that I'm ready to go. Again, only 18% of people would choose to be this. If you want to take a stab at it, you're more than welcome to do that over text. 949494, standard rate supply. You can call me at 613-750-9494 and you are playing for 100 bucks in Lotto 649 vouchers. Only 18% of people would choose to be this. What do you think it is? Useless question of the day with the morning pickup. I love these answers. None of them are right, but they're really funny because it's such an obscure and vague useless question. Only 18% of people would choose to be this. And it's always interesting to see where your brain goes. And a lot of you are on the same page uh, about jobs, I guess, is where you're going with this. Only 18% of people would choose to be, are you ready? I'm going to read out some texts. 
A garbage guy, the prime minister, a surrogate mother, Canadian, a mind reader from Dawn, rich and famous, says Kathy, a good neighbor, a priest, says Annette, single from Kenzie. John says, doctor? No. Farmer, Lynn? No. A mortician? <laughs> LOL. A funeral director, a superhero. Andrew says, only 18% of people would choose to be famous? No. A plumber, a public speaker, a teacher, the opposite sex, vegan, spiritual. No, 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 no. Childless. <laughs> That's a good one. <gasps> Executor of a last will. Very good. No. None of those are right. I knew. Uh, hmm. Okay, so it's not a job or occupation. Only 18% of people would choose to be this, and it's something that you can't control. That's why no one would choose to do it. Only 18% of people would choose to be this. It's something you can't control, and it's not a job or occupation. Look at me giving you hints early on a long weekend. Only 18% of people would choose to be this. That is today's useless question on the morning pickup with Sophie and Jeff. I gave you a hint. I said that it's not a job. It's not an occupation or a job, and it's something that you have no control over. And so here we go. Here are some of your guesses after the hint, which are very good. Tall, no. Left-handed, no. A twin, a redhead, bald, short, ugly, diabetic. Oh my gosh, why would someone choose to do that? Only 18% of people would choose to be this. Emotional, blind, says Meredith, an only child. Skinny, says Natalie, good-looking. No, none of those are correct. However, two very close guesses include... Uh... Oh, I can't find this. Oh, okay. So, sorry. This is the closest guess because they were the same guess. That's why. Uh, it's a single child. That is the closest guess so far. Only 18% of people would choose to be this. That's not correct, but that is the closest guess. 94, 94, 94. Standard rate supply. Oh, there it is. I see it. I see it. Okay. Somebody's got it. Somebody's got it. And I have to figure out who it is. All right. Useless question of the day with the morning pickup. The jig is up. You knew I already got the right answer. Congratulations to Brian Sprunt of Hawksbury. Congratulations, Brian. You just won 100 bucks in lot of 649 vouchers for guessing today's useless question correctly first. Only 18% of people would choose to be the middle child. The middle child was the answer. So many good guesses. You said adopted, a stepchild, the youngest sibling, the oldest sibling. I think everybody who has a sibling at all has an opinion about this. Now, I... I have no problems being the older sibling. I, I've always enjoyed being the older sibling. But I've heard that having an older sibling isn't as much fun. <laughs> At least that's what my sister says. So um, I guess the uh, best thing is obviously being the oldest. Or some people prefer to be an only child, believe it or not. Now, Jeff is an only child, and he talks about that a lot. It's not so bad. <laughs> but oldest was the definitely the most popular answer for which which kid is the best to be if you're going to have siblings. Uh, a lot of people agreed that the next was youngest, and then only 18% would choose to be the middle child. Um, but those of us who have siblings have often uh, dreamed about being an only child. <laughs> At least, at least when you're really young and your your sibling is either playing with the toy that you want to play with or borrowing the clothes that you want to wear. 
Uh, 10% of people say a brother or sister is their best friend. And only 8% of people said that a physical fight with a sibling has drawn blood or left marks in the past. Yikes. I guess only 8% is something to be proud of. Congratulations, Brian. Very well done. Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. Is this some radical new therapy? Welcome to Therapy Thursdays with the Morning Pickup. This morning's Therapy Thursday is unlike a Therapy Thursday we've had before, and I actually feel totally unequipped to handle it, so going to need your help. This is from someone we're calling Jamie today. Of course, this person wanted to remain anonymous. Dear Sophie and Jeff, my best friend and her husband have been trying to have babies for a few years now. After doing everything possible and thousands of dollars, the doctors have made it pretty clear there's less than a slim chance of it happening. I'm single and don't have any kids of my own. I have offered to be a surrogate for them. I wasn't as nervous until I got mixed reviews from family and friends. Some are concerned with the dynamic of the kids and us and the fact that I haven't had any of my own yet. I think it's the right thing to do, but I guess I'm looking for advice. Um, Okay, well, uh, you are talking to a woman who uh, has never wanted children of her own. I, uh, I, I remember like... When I was really, really young, I used to play with dolls and pretend to be their mom, and I used to take care of them, and I remember thinking that that was something I wanted. It wasn't until I got a little bit older that I realized I was sort of just doing what I thought you were supposed to do when you were a little girl, you know, is train how to be a mom, and uh, I don't know. It just didn't, it never hit me, and uh, so I don't understand that feeling that a lot of women have, or that a lot of people have, I should say, because men get it too, but... Uh, Yeah, so I can't really relate to this in any way, which is hard when it comes to giving advice. What I will say is that I think you are an incredibly brave and wonderful friend for even offering to do something as huge as this. This is a, a major, like one of the ultimate sacrifices as a woman that you can make when it comes to your body. And the fact that you are willing to do it for someone else is pretty remarkable at the end of the day, it's your decision. It's your body. I understand, though, that there would be some um, not and not as much concerns as like questions that I think people who love you, who are close to you, want you to consider um, before making such a huge decision. Like, you know, have you looked at this uh, from all angles, which uh, I got to say, has it has a lot of angles. So uh, we do have some comments coming in. Obviously, a lot of women chiming in. I have yet to see a comment from a guy, which is not is not uh, an unclever idea at this point. We'll see where this goes, though. Uh, let's see. Chris Saria. I'm trying to pronounce that correctly. Uh, listen to no one but yourself, she says on Facebook. This is a beautiful gift. And even if you don't go through with it, your friends are lucky to have you. Yeah, I think that's a sweet sentiment. Laura says it's not their uterus. It's not their opinion. It will be one of the hardest things you've ever done in your life, but you will literally be giving these friends their dream. Just make sure you have the legalities worked out and start the therapy beforehand to help you with the transition. Yeah. Uh, So that would be probably my biggest fear is uh, can you uh, emotionally handle what happens when you have the baby and then you have to give it away to your friends? And then what happens after? Like, What's the relationship like? And I guess, I mean, to each their own, you can literally do whatever you want. There are no rules for this. But those are some of the questions that I guess would come up in my mind. But again, I am not equipped to give advice on this subject. So please 
Help a girl out. She'll probably need a lifetime of therapy. Results may vary. Therapy Thursdays with Sophie and Jeff. Jeff is on holidays this week, and today's Therapy Thursday is all about surrogacy from someone naming, or calling themselves, I should say, Jamie, who says her best friend and husband have been trying to have babies for a few years and can't do it, as she's single, and she's offered to be a surrogate for them. She says she hasn't had any kids of her own, and she's got mixed reviews from family and friends. She's pretty nervous about the whole thing, but she thinks it's the right thing to do. Let's go to Facebook, where we have quite a few comments here. Chris just says... I was a surrogate seven years ago. I have no regrets at all. And if I could, I would do it again. But you can't be a surrogate unless you've carried a child before. You have to be strong enough to deal with the backlash and questions and nasty comments on a daily basis. Okay, so a few people have said that, and I don't know, is that the rule everywhere or is that just in Canada? Uh, That you can't be a surrogate unless you have carried a a healthy child to term. I think that that's probably why, because they want to make sure that uh, if you're going to put your body through that, that you, you know, it's safe to do so. Um, Katie Broman on Facebook says, do what you feel is right. Everyone will always have their own opinions, but it's your choice and your life. You want to do it to help them. And that's a wonderful thing. As long as you have really thought it through and the next nine months, and if you still want to do it. Uh, You're just carrying it, which, yes, I'm sure you might still bond with, but you know it's not yours and that in the end you're helping your friends have a child. That's what I mean. I don't know. Like, that seems like a really really tough thing to do. And they just... You know, it's just a testament to females, women in general, the fact that, you know, you could do something like that and then, you know, with your body and then hand it to someone else. I just I think it's incredible. Good for you. I I couldn't do it. I'm not doing it. Uh, Maureen Kelly says, uh, from what I understand, you can't be a surrogate unless you have carried a healthy living child to term. I would look into the details and make your own decision from educated sources. It's not anyone else's body but yours. And then Jennifer Nicholson or Nickerson says, Uh, that she was in the same position herself. I was told I needed a surrogate, and then right before I started IVF, a new doctor came and told me I could carry the baby myself. She's now 14 months old. Aw, Jennifer, congratulations. That's nice. Um, Yeah, okay, so there you go. Quite a bit of advice there for you, Jamie. Hopefully this is helping. We're going to get back to it. We do have weather, traffic, and a Canada Day-related $1,000 Minute coming up. Pure Country 94's $1,000 Minute. Dave is ready to go. It's a Canada Day-themed $1,000 Minute. How much do you know about this beautiful country of ours? Hopefully enough. <laughs> all right, 10 questions, 60 seconds on the clock. Answer them all correctly. You win 1000 bucks. If not, you'll still get $10 for each right answer. You can pass if there's time at the end, Dave. I'll go back to the question you passed on. First answer you give me, though, is the one I have to accept. Jeff is off, so I'm asking the questions, all right? Okay. Good luck in three, two, one. Name a famous Canadian actor or actress. Keeper Sutherland. Aside from English and French, what's the most spoken language in Canada? Spanish. How many time zones in Canada? Three. Which of these islands is not part of Canada? Baffin, Victoria, or Greenland? Greenland. Which classic Canadian book set on the East Coast is now a Netflix series? Pass. Who has a higher net worth, Drake or Celine Dion? Which Ontario city was the first Tim Hortons opened in? Toronto. Was Canada the first, fourth, or seventh country to legalize same-sex marriage? First. Where in Ottawa are this year's Canada Day festivities being held? Pardon? Where in Ottawa are this year's Canada Day festivities being held? What is Canada's largest fruit export, apples or blueberries? Blueberries. 
Uh, you passed on which classic Canadian set uh, in the East Coast is now a Netflix series? Ooh. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to give you that one because I botched the question. Okay. So, how do you feel? Uh, hopefully. Yeah, this was a tough one, actually. <laughs> While I was asking, I'm like, ooh, that's hard. Ooh, that's hard. All right, Dave, here we go. Your Canada date themed $1,000 minute. Name a famous Canadian actor or actress. You went with Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, that'll do. Congratulations. Aside from English and French, what's the most spoken language in Canada? You went with Spanish. It was a good guess. Mandarin. It's Mandarin. How many time zones are in Canada? You went with three. It's double that. Six. Which of these islands is not part of Canada? You went with Greenland. Yes, that is the correct answer. Which classic Canadian book set on the East Coast is now a Netflix series? You passed and then said Anne of Green Gables after the timer went off, but it took me a minute to read the question because I fumbled, so I'm going to give you that one, all right? Yep. Who has a higher net worth, Drake or Celine Dion? You went with Celine Dion. Yeah. Celine Dion is worth $800 million. Drake is worth a measly, like, 300. <laughs> Which Ontario city was the first Tim Hortons opened in? You went with Toronto. Good guess. It's Hamilton. Was Canada the first, fourth, or seventh country to legalize same-sex marriage? We weren't the first, but we weren't super late on it. We were the fourth. Where in Ottawa are this year's Canada Day festivities being held? Yes, La Breton Flats. And Canada's largest fruit export is blueberries. Well done. 50 bucks today. Oh, 60. 60 bucks. Thank you. All right. So in further review of the Kiefer Sutherland question, uh, I'm giving it to Dave because Kiefer Sutherland is actually described as a British Canadian actor. Although he was born in the UK, both his parents are Canadian. And so he is technically Canadian. There you go. I didn't say born in Canada. I said Canadian. You ready for this? Oh, I'm very ready. Jeff's three things. I'm taking care of three things for Jeff, who is on vacation. Let's start with Friends. The co-creator of Friends, Marta Kaufman, is finally ready to admit what everyone else saw. The lack of diversity in the show. Now, let's keep in mind this was 20 years ago, okay? So things have changed a lot since then. Uh, But she's feeling pretty bad about it. And so she is now officially apologizing and donating money. She says, I've learned a lot in the last 20 years. Admitting and accepting guilt is not easy. It's painful looking at yourself in the mirror. I'm embarrassed that I didn't know better 25 years ago uh, when she didn't cast a more diverse cast. Uh, So her way of redeeming herself is funding a scholar Uh, In the university's African and African-American studies department, which is at the university in Massachusetts, it's one of the oldest in the country, and uh, it will assist in recruiting more scholars and teachers, create long-term academic and research goals, and provide new opportunities for students to engage in interdisciplinary scholarships. And uh, she is hoping that the $4 million donated to her alma mater will be helpful. I think that, you know, it takes a big person to do that. It's a lot of money. It'll go a long way. And again, she's saying, you know, things have changed. I have grown. I've learned a lot. And would I do things differently now? Yes, I would. But you can't go back in time. Thing two, have you ever rented an Airbnb and thought to yourself, this place is okay, but I could have totally designed it better. Uh, Get your pen and paper ready because 
Now's your shot. Airbnb has announced a contest where they're giving 100 people $100,000 each to come up with a design for a creative, quirky, and jaw-droppingly offbeat home for people to stay in. Here's how it works. You have until July 22nd to submit your idea for a unique home. Their judges will pick 100 winners. Each of those winners gets $100,000. It's a grant to carry out plans of creating the unique space. So... Here's the catch. You have to already own the property. (laughs) So you'll see the $100,000 going to build and renovate that space on the property. A lot of fine print, obviously, in this whole deal. But the real prize is you're going to be the owner of the quirky property that you'll be able to rent out to people on Airbnb. And you're going to have $100,000 to create it and bring it to life. So it's actually not such a bad deal. Again, till July 22nd. Get your ideas in there. And thing three, Miranda Lambert has revealed her mother, Beverly Lambert, has been battling breast cancer since last September. But the good news is she is now cancer free. She told people she spent a lot of time over the last several months in her home state of Texas to help support her mom and rest and the rest of her family. Miranda also talked about her husband, Brendan McLaughlin, and the issue of people where she says they have a happy marriage. And then she talked about how she's learned to slow down and stop pushing herself so hard. She said, it's really about balance of life and work for me right now. I've gotten way better at doing that than I did in my early 20s. I've learned so much and how to be a better friend, better daughter, better wife. I'm a better artist. And I'm just better at life when I give myself a little bit of a break. If you're a big fan of Miranda Lambert like we are, you can check out the issue of People Magazine featuring Miranda Lambert on newsstands as of tomorrow. That's what you need to know. Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. Yeah, they can't solve their own problems, so they'll try to solve yours. Therapy Thursdays on the Morning Pickup. Today's Therapy Thursday was one for the ladies, actually, from Jamie, who says... Her best friend and husband have been trying to have babies for a few years now, and after doing everything possible and spending thousands of dollars, that's probably not going to happen, according to doctors. So she wants to be a surrogate for her best friend. Now, she hasn't had any kids of her own, and she's getting mixed reviews from family and friends. And asking for a little bit of advice, says she's pretty nervous but thinks it's the right thing to do. And I have some more comments to get to from you on Facebook specifically. Let's get to Daphne Porter, who says, you are an amazing person. If you feel it is right for you and have talked to a professional, just make sure, uh, just to make sure, then go for it. Vanessa says, it's no one's business but your own. I'm sure you'll always have a special place in their kid's life. What an incredible gift. Sandra says, every situation is different and all fertility clinics are different as well. I was a surrogate for a couple and delivered their baby girl in March of 2021. I'm currently cycling for my second surrogacy. There are different circumstances and there are surrogates out there that don't have children of their own. Each case needs full review by the doctors and psychologists. I absolutely love being a surrogate. It's been one of the greatest things I have ever done. As for the views of my family and friends, I have heard all sorts of feedback, lots of good, but some negative. It's my choice and their opinion means nothing to me. I did what I felt was right and you do you. Good luck. Well, Sandra, thank you for clearing that up because some people are coming forward saying they are pretty sure that you're not able to be a surrogate unless you've had uh, your own healthy children first. Uh, But Sandra, who has obviously been through this a few times, says that uh, each case is sort of reviewed as an individual case. 
Uh, Kristen says, I'm pretty sure this is not your body, your choice situation, as they won't allow you to surrogate if you've never carried a baby full term. Now, again, we don't know that for sure. Nonetheless, it's an absolutely beautiful gift you're willing to give. Starting a pregnancy with those thoughts in mind would help you and your friends get through it together. And none of your family or friends could possibly understand that feeling unless they've been through it. Listen to you. I wish you all the best. So you're getting a lot of support here, Jamie. And again, I said at the beginning of this that I wasn't um, fully equipped to give any advice, uh, I, although I, I can just give an opinion, I guess, uh, based on <laughs> very little. I don't have any kids. I have no desire to have children. I, I, you know, a lot of people would argue that there's something broken inside me because I'm female and I don't have that like ticker in me. I don't have that sort of feeling that you're supposed to have as a female. Um, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm missing a screw. I have no idea. I just never had the desire to have children. So I can't relate to this. However, what I can say is that I think it's amazing that you're willing to do this for your best friend. I would certainly go to great lengths for my best friend as well. And I think it's a wonderful gift that you're willing to give them. And it's a very difficult thing to do. I don't think we should take away from the fact that uh, this is a, a journey Physically, emotionally, mentally, all the things. And it could be one of the hardest things you ever had to do, but it could also be one of the most wonderful things. You know yourself. Is this something that you can handle with a little bit of support and a little bit of help? I don't know. You'll have to ask yourself. I think it's fair that your family and friends have some concerns and questions. I think it's important uh, because they are looking out for your best interest. And I imagine that they just want to make sure that you're doing the best thing for you. So, Jamie, thank you for sharing. If you have a Therapy Thursday you'd like us to tackle, go to purecountry94.ca. Uh, just scroll down on the morning pickup and you can enter it there. You can stay anonymous, of course. And thank you to all the wonderful ladies who came forward with the advice uh, that they did today. Some of you already been surrogates on your own. I think it's an incredible thing. Man, all the power to all the females. Wake up with Sophie and Jeff. Weekday mornings on Ottawa's Pure Country 94. I want to thank Danielle for joining us on the morning pickup yesterday. She was the special guest in studio and helped me co-host the last hour of the show. She is in Ottawa this weekend for a Canada Day concert. You can catch it at Le Breton Flats. She will be performing in the afternoon tomorrow. In fact, there is a whole bunch of stuff going on downtown for Canada Day. And you can find all the details. I've just shared it on our socials. Uh, what you need to know about Canada Day preparations in Ottawa. And that includes uh, parking, if you want to go visit Parliament, what you need to know about that, and uh, also the concerts that are happening. So there's lots to look forward to. Don't forget, you've got some of those control zones happening downtown uh, because of the Canada Day celebrations and possible protests. And... Leading up to Canada Day, we also have Eric Church in town tonight at the CTC. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a pretty epic Canada Day long weekend. How about you? Hey, y'all. This is Luke Bryan. Ottawa's Pure Country 94 wants to send you to RBC Blues Fest July 14th featuring Luke Bryan. Be caller 25 now at 750-9494. Hi, it's Curtis. Curtis, how are you doing today? Good. It's been a while. Yes, it has. And how are you going to be celebrating the Canada Day long weekend? Uh, well, I hope to get up to the trailer, but I got some work to do. Oh, bummer. Well, can't you put that aside for a minute? Well, I might, but yeah. <laughs> Curtis, how about if you don't get a break this weekend, you take a break July 14th to go to RBC Blues Fest? Well, I think I can find some time for that. You got a pair of day passes. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. Congratulations. That's the same night that Luke Bryan is headlining the main stage. Uh, it'll be a great night. Yes, it will. Curtis, happy long weekend. 
Thank you. You too. Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. Coming up in the next three minutes, going to talk about the place where they have now decided the first physical center of the metaverse is going to be. This is nuts. I can't even believe that this is happening. Where do we live? And we'll find out if your partner is a love addict. Experts reveal telltale signs and an update on Travis Barker, who was rushed to hospital earlier this week. All of that and more on the way here on The Morning Pickup with Sophie and Jeff. Jeff's three things. No, it's not. Jeff's on vacation, so I'm taking care of three things. Let's start with Travis Barker, who is hospitalized for an undisclosed reason. And all we knew was that he tweeted, God save me, and his daughter was asking to send prayers. It was all very scary. By the way, this is Kourtney Kardashian's husband, Blink-182 drummer. Apparently... He was hospitalized because of pancreatitis, 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 Uh, and uh, doctors think it was triggered by a colonoscopy. So apparently he had the colonoscopy pretty recently and suffered intense abdominal pain, and it was bad enough that they thought they should call 911. There hasn't been uh, much else to detail except that Pancreatitis is an inflammation of the pancreas. Symptoms can include fever, nausea, vomiting, and weight loss. So it can feel very, very scary. Um, Hopefully he's okay. I imagine more updates will come out through the day. Although pink, what did I, I can't even say it the the second time again if I tried to, pancreatitis or something. What did I say? That was funny. I think that's a better name for it. Is your partner a love addict? This is thing two. Experts reveal telltale signs. Love addicts can be more interested in falling in love than staying in love. So here are some tips for spotting a love addict, all right? They may do anything to win you over. Fast forward through relationship stages and make big, big promises early on in the relationship. They may be obsessive, codependent, and they don't seem to wallow in sadness for very long once a breakup happens. (laughs) That is somebody who is showing signs of being a love addict. If you spot them yourself, note it. And if it's a pattern, then maybe you ought to run. And thing three. Orlando, Florida is looking to be the physical center of the metaverse. The city has teamed up with Unity Technologies to create a digital version of the city. The digital twin city will be created using 3D technology and could map out infrastructure, real estate, climate change, and other scenarios. That is spooky dookie. Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. Ottawa's Pure Country 94. That was Walker Hayes, who is eyeing up the top spot on the iHeartRadio Pure Country countdown. You'll have to find out where he lands this weekend. We'll talk about that, and we'll find out more about Morgan Wallen and his new song with Ernest. That guy has got an interesting backstory. He is new on the scene, but not so much. And we will feature Brothers Osborne in support of... Pride Month coming to a wrap. Happy Canada Day long weekend. You can find all the details on the iHeartRadio Pure Country countdown up at purecountry94.ca. Ottawa's Morning Pickup with Sophie and Jeff. The podcast. podcast. It's the Morning Pickup with Sophie and Jeff. Jeff's been off all week, so I want to thank you for keeping me company. Before I head out for this beautiful Canada Day long weekend, by the way, how good does it feel to have tomorrow off, right? (laughs) Some of the takeaways from today's show. Speaking of Canada Day, you can head to our socials or purecountry94.ca. All the details of what to expect in Ottawa this weekend. 
is there for you, what's open, what's closed, parking, what you need to know for the control zones that are happening downtown as far as the motor vehicle control zones go. And then you've got uh, some of the rules if you want to go check out Parliament and the shows that are happening at LeBreton Flats. All of that is up on our socials and on our website. I hope you have a wonderful and safe, happy Canada Day long weekend. We also learned uh, about uh, a new summer trend on TikTok that's it's really dumb, first of all. It goes against everything I was taught as a kid about playing on the beach. But digging giant holes is the new TikTok trend. The reason this is a problem is because people aren't refilling the holes that they're making on the beach. And so people are really seriously injuring themselves. And there's a concern about sea turtles wandering into the holes that people are digging out on the beach. So if you're going to be doing any sandcastles or making any sort of tunnels or holes on the beach this summer, please keep in mind uh, that once you're done, it's important to cover those holes back up. You don't want any people or animals hurting themselves. I mean, my parents always taught me that when we were going back to the cottage, you know, back up after a day in the sun, it was always... Make sure you fill up those sand holes because people can hurt themselves. We also learned that the co-creator of Friends, Martha Kaufman, is finally ready to admit that she could have had a lot more diversity in the show. This is like 25 years ago. Keep that in mind. So she's actually donated $4 million to her alma mater uh, in Massachusetts. It's a university she went to there uh, in support of African and African-American studies and their department to help give interdisciplinary scholarships, which is pretty cool. Airbnb wants it to pay you $100,000 to design a unique house. And you already have to own the property, but they're going to give you the $100,000 to decorate it, renovate it, whatever you got to do. It's actually a pretty cool prize. You have till July 22nd to do that. We found out that Miranda is on the latest cover of People magazine. And inside the issue, she talks about her marriage and her mom's breast cancer. We also got an update on Travis Barker, who was hospitalized for what they think is pancreatitis. And Orlando will be the first physical center of the metaverse. Pretty cool stuff. Learned a lot today, I think. We also had a Therapy Thursday about surrogacy. That conversation continues online, so you can see it there. I want to thank everybody for giving their advice to Jamie. And if you ever have a Therapy Thursday you'd like us to tackle, go to purecountry94.ca. That's it for me. I'm done. I'm on vacation. So please enjoy the Eric Church concert tonight and to Neil Towns tomorrow afternoon. Have a safe and happy Canada Day long weekend. Jeff, we'll see you back here on Monday. Wake up with Sophie and Jeff. Weekday mornings on Ottawa's Pure Country 94.